0: I'd like to invite you to check out a free resource that the LifeWay Kids team has put together for families to use at home during this time when churches are not meeting together. It's called LifeWay Kids at Home and LifeWay Preschool at Home. To access this free family content, go to digitalpass.lifeway.com. Any user that goes can log in or create an account for free and then access the LifeWay Kids or LifeWay Preschool at Home content on the main page of Digital Pass. You can find all this content and share it with as many families as you like during this season of staying at home at digitalpass.lifeway.com. and welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. I am happy to join uh, friends of mine from the LifeWay Kids team. Today we have Jeremy Carroll and Kayla Stevens from our Kids Discipleship team. Hi, guys. Hey, Chuck. What's going on?
1: Hey, Chuck. Thank you for having me.
0: It's so good to have you both. Again, producer Trey is here as well. And listeners, hey, Trey. Listeners, just so you are aware, we are recording while we are all in our own homes uh, via Zoom. And so we are used to our audio having just a great rich sound with the studio microphones that we use. And today we're all speaking into our computers and recording on our cell phones as a backup. And so please forgive the audio quality, but I think this is something that we're all getting used to. We're all used to seeing each other now through our computer screens. We're used to interacting now more through little video recordings that we share. And this has become something of a new norm for people very, very quickly. Now we had begun in our office using Zoom for meetings uh, as part of remote work where we might have some team members who are, uh, who are off-site while others are gathered together in a meeting room. But as church leaders, as ministry leaders, even in the kids space now, we have moved very quickly to trying to learn and leverage technology to help us stay connected to families more effectively while we are all in this temporary season of not meeting together in person. We're social distancing, we're self-quarantining, and so we're all coping differently. But one of our shared desires is to continue to maintain personal, relational connection, even though we are physically self separated. And we're all doing that with varying degrees of success. And so I wanted to bring together Jeremy and Kayla, uh, along with Trey and me, to talk about what we can do and how we can be more effective in staying connected to kids and families and equipping them for success through this season. And we have no idea how long it may last. This could be a couple weeks and over, or this could extend on for, for many weeks. And so it's important for us To learn some new skills and to learn maybe even some new etiquette about how we how we go about interacting through technology. So Kayla and Jeremy, thank you for being here, and let's talk a bit about this. Kayla, let me start with you. How important is it that we figure out ways to connect with people rather than you know that we're accustomed to? crossing paths in person when we see each other at church or at different gatherings. But how important is it that we take active measures to find new and effective ways to stay connected during this time?
1: That's a great question, Chuck. Um, And I obviously, it's vitally important. It's so important for us to, as church ministry leaders, to connect with our families. And we're in such an interesting time right now. I feel like normally church leaders are constantly asking the questions, how can we connect? But now it seems that we have more and more families who are asking, how can I connect to my church? And they're feeling some of that isolation. They're feeling some of that social distancing. And so you have more of a two-way conversation a lot of times because all of our families are experiencing the same things we are as Kidman leaders and wanting to really connect to our church leaders, connect to our pastors, uh, making sure our kids stay connected to one another, to their friends at church. So it's a super important question to ask, and obviously there are a lot of different ways to to do that. And we're in a really, uh, you know, uncharted waters and unique territory. Um, but it's really cool to see families really connecting to one another, and kids and families connecting back to their kids ministry leaders.
0: So, without getting into the specifics of technology for the moment, Kayla, what are some some ways, some examples of the types of things that we might consider doing to build and maintain that connection?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I think that for families specifically, kids kids ministry leaders connecting to families, a lot of that is through open communication, letting those kidmin leaders uh, or letting for kidmin leaders to let their families know. How they can get in contact with them, when they're available, um, letting them see your faces, letting them hear your voices, um, and and really encouraging families to connect with each other and connect with their neighborhoods. Um, you know, we are social distancing; we're not traveling as much as we used to, but we are in our neighborhoods all the time. And more and more people are walking their neighborhoods, and the ways for families to connect to their neighbors. Um, some who know Jesus and some who don't know Jesus and just think offer encouragement and offer hope. Um, you know, we've got Easter coming up and families can decorate their homes for Easter. They can uh, put out messages and signs for families who are walking around their neighborhoods to, you know, to offer hope and to let them know, you know, we see you and we're here
0: i've seen a couple of those uh signs that people have put out in their yards and so we yesterday with our 11 year old said well what if we take this you know we we have like a little uh stick in the ground sign from christmas time that we got at our lifeway store and i said well what if we cover that with paper or paint it with chalk paint and you can do a new message every day for the neighborhood that's a really fun and creative idea for us to connect with our neighbors
1: yeah i love that it's and it's really fun to get kids involved in that and helping them see that we're not just in living in isolation We're we're being careful and we are taking the precautions and steps we need to. But we're also offering hope and we have a responsibility as believers to care for the people around us and to care for our neighbors well. I love that idea.
0: So in terms of connecting with our kids, I know a lot of people are starting to create little videos of themselves teaching a lesson or doing a a little devotional. Uh, We at LifeWay Kids have provided a portal at digitalpass.lifeway.com with free LifeWay Kids in preschool at home Bible study resources that churches can share with families. Um, You mentioned it is important for kids to hear our voices and see our faces as their leaders and so what are some other things that we might um, share with our kids um, in terms of content and, and how frequently, Kayla, do you think we need to be in contact? Some of us feel pressure to have to do daily things and, and we might be uh, overloading it a little bit. What are, what are your thoughts on what and how often we might communicate? <sighs>
1: You know, Chuck, I love the idea of continuing regular rhythms of life. And so um, I think for the Kidman leader who thinks, you know, I need to do this every day, um, if that's where you feel God is leading you, obviously do what God is leading you to do. Um, But I think families are, are in a place where they're used to some regular rhythms of hearing from Kidman leaders. And I think as long as we're maintaining those rhythms, that we're in a good place. Um, and so absolutely it's, it's super helpful with kids ministry leaders to offer their families some hope. So you know doing doing fun silly videos. not everything has to be super serious. Um, you know obviously we want to to be mindful of what's going on in our world, but it's also helpful for kids to see you laugh, you know, see you making jokes, see you dressing up and, in silly costumes. Uh, you know, I saw an image the other day of a pastor who was preaching to an empty room and the kids ministry leader put, put puppets all throughout the sanctuary. So, the, so the pastor's not alone, you know? So just doing fun things that are authentic to you as a kids ministry leader, that are helpful for your kids, help them laugh, connect with them in ways that um, help them look forward to things in the future that are coming. Um, you know we know that this time is temporary and so helping our families know the things that are coming are going to be really fun and we're really excited about those um, is helpful and and continuing with the regular rhythms of your church ministry uh, connecting with those great resources on a weekly basis is is absolutely appropriate um, and and helpful but also recognizing that we're in a really neat time to help families facilitate and ignite family discipleship and so ways that we can encourage our families to do that well um, means that we continue with our regular rhythm but we also encourage families to, um, to to take that to take that baton and, and move forward with it I
0: love um just keying off of what you just said, I love how you really mentioned two or three or more different types of messages and communication. So there's kind of our our teaching, which would be that regular rhythm of having a Bible study or a a lesson that we might put together. But you also mentioned doing fun things and finding ways to connect people together. Um, that's, That's probably really good for us to hear as ministry leaders. We don't have to suddenly be teaching seven lessons a week. But it's important for us to find ways to engage, and that probably that engagement is just as important as having a deep, big lesson. I have my two uh, college-age daughters are both ministry interns uh, at, a, at Brentwood Baptist Church here in Middle Tennessee. My older daughter is um, in the preschool area, and so she has created, and it's been so fun to watch. She has created some little Instagram videos. Using a teddy bear that is now a character and so the bear ah, you know she holds the bear like a puppet and it's off camera and she has these whole little narratives that she tells with the bear. The children love it and it's something that you never would have done in person but because we are challenged with finding new ways to connect, I can see so many people doing similar creative things uh, throughout the week that are that are fun ways to keep engaged with kids.
1: Yeah, that's so exciting to hear and encouraging to hear of ways that we're being creative and we're thinking of outside of the box ways that we can connect with families and preschoolers and kids. Um, and it's it's really encouraging to see the church grow um, and, and really encouraging those families to continue in their regular rhythm.
0: Now, another thing that I've heard churches doing, Kayla, is putting together boxes or packets that they then deliver to a doorstep. What are your thoughts on the technique, something like that?
1: Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Obviously, you want to be mindful of um, CDC, you know, health regulations and and what's helpful or or not helpful. Um, But yeah, there are absolutely ways that you can put together things that are, are encouraging and exciting for families you can um you know not just families with kids but kids putting together maybe boxes for their elderly neighbors who can't get out even as much as they can um checking in on them and and encouraging them that way that's a great way to to be the church and to love those around you
0: Jeremy, let's shift our conversation a bit to how we can connect through technology. A little, um, you've got a, a background that is technology uh, aware, or te- you're, you're a tech savvy guy. And so, talk to us a little bit about what are some of the options out there. You know, we're uh, we've been using Zoom, and that's what we're using now. But there are a lot of different ways to connect using technology run us down the list. What are some of the, what are some things that we have accessible to us?
2: Uh, Well, you know, there are lots of tools. And uh, in fact, there, what's funny is there are so many tools out there that so many of us just kind of dismissed uh, as frivolous even uh, in, in, in days prior. And now we're looking to things like Facebook Live and um, even Snapchat and some of those types of of resources or, or or tools rather that we're going, man, the, what a great platform, YouTube, YouTube live, um, these kinds of, of tools for us. And so really, but I think it comes down to is, is, and I've used the word tool a couple of times is what, um, what do you want to want to, uh, to accomplish? And, and like a lot of things in life, you, you want to get the right tool for the right job. Uh, you wouldn't grab a, a hammer if you're trying to cut a board in in into pieces. Uh, Chuck, Chuck, I know you like to, to build tables, and you're you're not gonna you're not gonna go grab a uh, a hammer when you're trying to saw the, the the planks of the of the table or or whatever it is that you're working on. So you want to grab the right I mean, tool. I might, I might, you might, might. <laughs> you might. <laughs> but it's not recommended. And, and it's the same thing, you know. I, I say this to my wife, you know. Uh, she says, where's the hammer? I said, oh, I can't find it. She says, all right, I just use a screwdriver. And so sometimes, you know, we make use with the tools that we can, can, can get and we'll tap the, uh, a nail with the, back of the, uh, with the back of the screwdriver. But when all things are considered, we want to try to get the best tool for the, to the job. So the best thing to think about at first is what is it that I want to do? And what are some of these ways that we can connect? Um, but just before we get into that, what are some of the tools? Well, we've got lots of social media things out there. We've got Facebook, Well, let's even start more basic than that. You've got the things that you're normally used to doing. You've got email. You've got uh, mass texting systems, whether it's just creating a group on your phone or using a a tool like uh, Remind.com or GroupMe or Text insurance, some of those kind of uh, services that are out there that allow you to communicate via text. Sometimes it's one-way, sometimes it's two-way communication via text, but there are some of those, what we would even consider very basic, basic, basic uh resources out there. And then we move out of that, we move into things like Facebook. Um you've got your personal Facebook, but lots of churches didn't have uh kids ministry uh, Facebook pages or enclosed groups for their for their community, their faith community to interact with. And so you've got Facebook groups that you can can um uh, access and communicate and and um you got Instagram, you've got um again, I mentioned Facebook Live earlier. Facebook Live is a great way to to make people feel like you're right there with them because it is live and it's right there. Now, interaction is a little bit more complicated because it's only through commenting. Um, so it's not quite, um, uh, the, the zoom type feel or Skype or something like that, where you're multiple people in the same room. And, and like we are right now, we can, we can talk and we can interact and, and uh, both verbally and visually we can, we can interact. Um, but Facebook Live is a great tool. But if you're talking about small groups, what about, what about using small group type resources? And we mentioned Zoom, and, and uh, there's some free options for Zoom. Uh, there are free options for Skype. Now, Skype's been around a long time, um, and uh, we, we used to just think about it, and in, 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 it's kind of the premier video uh, chatting uh, uh, resource, really, uh, in some ways. In some ways, it is, as far as consumers go but we can use Skype and uh, we see that being used um, in kids ministry now for, for small groups. And now it has a, again, a cap, Uh, I think it's 10 people or something like that. You can only get in, but that's a good way to have that face to face. You guys were talking about personal communication. Uh, Anything we can do that puts us face to face is always going to be a great use of technology. Um, Google hangout, Google uh, duo. Those are, there's a few other video chat type resources. Uh, that we can can use. But again, it goes back to what's the right tool for the job? What do we want to accomplish? So we set our goals out out front. What are our goals? And then we go find a good tool that we can use um, to accomplish that goal.
0: And some of those interactions that we're having, or some of the content, I should say, that we're delivering is something that we could record and then post a video. That's the yeah. kind of that one-way communication that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. And then others might be a real-time interaction, like via Zoom or Skype. And so there may be really, we might need to use a little discernment as we choose which is the right tool. So you mentioned we need to know what we want to do and then choose the right tool. Can you help us sort out um, if we want to do, A, which tool is the best choice?
2: Yeah, yeah. I think, so these are just, and this is not certainly not a comprehensive list, but just some that I've Uh, that I've been uh, because I have a technology background, I've been helping some of local churches, smaller local churches here uh, in town, kind of think through some of these things on their uh, church wide and, and in their kids ministry front. And so Um, there there are some other great tools that that I I won't mention. It's just too comprehensive or there's just too many to to, to mention. But let's just say, if you want to talk about what you want to kind of replicate written announcements, um, something like that, that you might send a a handout home or something like that, a Facebook group or a Facebook page is going to be a great resource for that. This is a, in in, um, a Facebook page, that's a public facing. You're not really concerned about uh, security or intimate details. This is just mostly, again, thinking about, Okay, I handed this flyer to my kids, and I want them to share it. This is a written announcement or something like that. So, Facebook um, uh, email is another great one for that. Using either your church uh, management system or something like Mailchimp, those would be good for that. Just again, kind of a newsletter idea. Not 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 security information, not not sensitive details, but just kind of broadcast thinking written communication. Mass text. I mentioned that one would fit into that as well. Um, now let's say we want, I see a lot of churches doing this, uh, hosting daily or every other day, some kind of weekly, um, photo challenge or photo scavenger hunt. Um, Mm -hmm. this is a great way to get families interacting with each other. I love a good scavenger hunt. Um, and Hey kids, go find this and post your picture of this with posting pictures with families, we want to be very careful about not putting those on public facing pages. And we want to encourage our families to put those on public facing pages. So how do we do those kinds of things? Uh, we can do them in Instagram. That's certainly a, a, um, a, a photo centric type of, of resource or an app. Uh, but security may be a little limited there. So again, we go back to maybe a, a closed Facebook group for your for your parents. It's quick, it's easy to set up if you don't have one, but you can create those closed Facebook groups. They have to be uh, let in by permission uh, or mm-hmm. invited in, and so those are great places for faith communities, especially kids ministries, to be able to act, uh, interact with one another and parents uh, be able to post pictures of their own kids without worrying about, um, you know, hey, is this going out to everybody uh, in the world? Um, we mentioned one-way video communication or teaching type scenarios. Uh, Facebook live. That's a good one. Uh, it does have some interaction, but again, those interactions are only through comments. And so, uh, it's a little bit clunky when you think of it that way, because you don't want to be trying to teach. And then, um, then you find yourself staring at the screen for a couple of seconds while you're reading the comments. So it's, um, uh, it, it can work, but it's, it's not quite as, as, um, good for, uh, uh interacting. So if you're thinking one way communication, Facebook live, um, uh, you've got YouTube, which now has this thing called Premiere, so you can record something and you can schedule out, a, 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 hey, it's going to go live at this time, and now you sit down together uh, and you know through email or text or whatever. You're letting all your families know um, through whatever communications, email, text, Facebook, other types of things, hey, we're going to all sit down and we're going to watch this together at the same time. So you have a little bit of sense of community, but again, mm-hmm. it's really one-way communication. It's kind of like scheduling a watch party, so to speak, but we're all... Scattered uh, in different places, and then uh, that fourth area would be if we want to really have some interaction. Um, we mentioned these. This is a this is a Sunday school class or a small group. Uh, I've even seen some churches use it for uh, kids' worship time, um, where they're kind of replicating some of their t- some of their large group type quote unquote large group activities. Um, where they're asking kids to get up and maybe they're uh, especially with preschoolers, maybe they're having a, a you know a, a dance off or something like that. Where they're uh, in, in a physical room, we would all be kind of having a dance party. Well, they can replicate some of that even in a Zoom scenario. And so Zoom is a great one. There's some free parts of that that you can do. Uh, can do up to 100 people for free. Uh, time limit's limited to 40 minutes. But let's be let's be honest. In this social distancing digital space, we don't really need to be going that long anyway. So Forty minutes um, in the free space in Zoom should be great for that. Uh, Skype can be can be used; it's very stable as far as video uh, interaction, uh, but the, the number of people is limited. Uh, again, you can do this with Facebook Live, uh, Google Hangout, something like that. Those are two other resources you can use, but not quite as um, uh, not quite as interactive as as uh, Zoom or Skype could be. So, I guess again, it goes out to thinking like a funnel: is the the big wide communication. Any public type of um, social platform or, or website, or as you narrow that down, uh, whether it's um, uh, get down into a small group type, uh, it in really interactive face-to-face to something more like a Zoom or, or, or even a FaceTime, something like that would be a great way to use um,
0: some, some technology there. So the answer really is, it depends. It depends Depends on what you want to do. It depends on how many people you need to communicate with. It depends on how frequently you want to communicate and on how creative you want to be. But it sounds like what I'm hearing and what we know to be true is this is a this is a really every obstacle is an opportunity. And so we have, as leaders, an opportunity to be creative, Kayla, in in how we connect with our people, and to be uh, savvy, Jeremy, in how we use technology to make that happen. What are are your closing words of advice, you two, uh, as churches are in the midst of this right now, how would you encourage them, uh, and what would you speak to our leaders who may be just a little uncomfortable with this new situation that we find ourselves in, but who have a heart to serve the Lord and to connect with kids?
1: That's a great question, Chuck. I I would start by just saying practice makes perfect. Um, You know, give yourself permission to be goofy and silly as a Kidman leader. Ultimately, we want to help families to connect um, spiritually. We want to help them connect emotionally, and we want to help them connect, um, you know, socially as well. And so be okay with being silly and being outside of your comfort zone a little bit and, and trusting the Lord in that, knowing that you don't have to be a video producer and you don't mm-hmm. have to be, um, you know, put together all the time. It's okay. And honestly, kind of fun sometimes for your kids to see you in a sweatshirt instead of in a suit and tie. And so just being authentic to who you are as a Kidman leader Uh, is going to go a long way to connecting with families and just reminding them that that you love and care for them and that you're here for them during the season.
0: And Jeremy, words of advice on technology choices?
2: Yeah, very similar to what Kayla said, is that in a lot of ways we're in uncharted territory. So uh, think about what you want to do. Think about what you want to accomplish and how you want to interact. And um, some of these tools that we mentioned are really great at at some things and not so great at others. And so find the right tool for the job and, and just try it. And if it doesn't work, that's okay. Try something else. Um, there's, 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 there's no precedent for what we're doing right now. And so there's really no wrong answer, uh, but get out there and, um, help encourage your families to uh, continue to embrace community, uh, in, in whatever way that you possibly can do it. It, it, It's just going to be a win in the end.
0: Well, thank you both for your time. Listeners, we thank you for listening. We, we are praying for you and we want to encourage you and provide you with tips and ideas to help set you up for success. In parting, I would just say, guys, listen, it doesn't matter how you connect, use whatever works, like Jeremy said. Um, in this, Kayla said, keep looking for multiple ways to connect with people. The important thing is that we maintain relational connection as we go. Discipleship happens in relationship. And so, as we have this new opportunity to find new and innovative ways, to continue our connection and actually to deepen our connection, I personally find it a very exciting time. And I think Kayla's word uh, that she shared you don't have to be a video professional all of a sudden. Now, we will write blog posts and we're gonna have some things to help you uh, make better videos. If you follow some simple bits of advice, we have that. We will share those very, very soon. However, you don't need to feel pressure that you have to do it perfect. Perfection is not what's important. Connection is what's important. Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you, Kayla. Thank you, Producer Trey. It's good to see you again, bud. And listeners, thank you for listening. We'll be back soon with another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast.